Welcome to the Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Episode 62, The Gypsy, Belize, where Sandra hit 79 countries. Sandra has the spark of life unlike any other. I'm so thankful she paused her adventures, at least for a moment, to chat with me. Can you describe what you look like for the audience? Give them a picture, the people listening. Who are they listening to? Oh, so this is just a recording type just, thing. Nobody just audio. Sees me. Just, just audio. Okay. You really want to know? Okay. <laughs> Who I am is a never-aging 74-year-old woman. And I am living the life of a gypsy, seeing the world, participating with other cultures, becoming part of the universe. What I was was a second-generation um, Mideastern child who was told everything out there was bad. For some reason, I believed that and had in my heart that the world was good. So I have taken great steps, but they really didn't get started until about 48. So the last, whatever it is, 26 years, I am seeing the world, becoming part of it. I'm totally intrigued with what I do and uh, it excites me mm-hmm. and other than that I'm a, just a real person average like everybody else <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to believe <laughs> can you describe where we are right now oh I can't believe it <laughs> Belize really wasn't one of my first choices because I'm not a tropical person I live in Sarasota, Florida mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm in a uh, I live in paradise in Florida, Sarasota, Florida is paradise, but Belize is enchanting, and where I am in Coca, um, it has a flavor. Yeah. And so when I got here, it was somewhat disappointing, there were no beaches, so I thought. Right, right, right. And we had a way to get into our room, but as I got myself into the environment, got myself a beer, sat on a dock, took colorful pictures of the amazing little huts, houses, uh, businesses. Um, I get, I got, became engrossed. Yeah. And then I was reading out of uh, Lonely Planet, all about Belize, and I was intrigued by the country. Didn't know any of its history until I sat on this dock with my terrific stout beer, and. As I read it, I started to have a respect for the people and the country, how they have actively uh, chosen to be uh, environmentally conscious, how they have um, uh, decided and have enacted ways of not becoming politically engaged with other Central American countries, so it's a rather peaceful um, atmosphere, and they want to keep it this way. That's what it said in my book. It said that uh, they don't want, even with the tourist company, company, tourists coming in to get caught up in the race. Yeah. They want you to become part of them. 
which is lay back, shuffle along. It was very, it was very interesting to read about them. Yeah. So I finding it colorful. So I actually got in the water. There's not much of a beach as you can see. Yeah. Um, but I did get in the water, chilled out, rented myself a bicycle. I'm gonna go snorkeling tomorrow. Um, Maybe get a Swedish massage <laughs> <laughs> in Belize. Yeah. And so uh, it, it really ha- is a, would I recommend people to come here? Like I am, two nights. It's not something I would want to spend a whole week unless you were looking for just that tropical experience. Right. How would you describe Wish Willis and the, uh, the people here? You oh, took a photo with him. This What's is his a name, great... <laughs> What's his name? His name is Maureen. We're, we're telecasting and we're giving you some promotion here, but... We're Maureen. advertising for Wish Willies. And it's now Maureen? Is Maurice. What's See, she was wrong. I have to correct her. Mama Star. Mama Star. It was an experience. I feel like I was in a very homey atmosphere and uh, chilling out at a backyard barbecue, but the food was uh, prepared for me and it was outstanding. All the vegetables were flavored. It's all grilled. It was, um, I, I, I can't tell you, it was traditional Belizean, Belizean, but I tend to feel I had a chance to um, experience something that's traditional. Totally. And yeah. So now, tell me again, how many countries have you been to? Okay. I have a quest. I, I have to tell you, my mother tells me, and she thinks I'm nuts, actually, she's 98. But she thinks I'm nuts because who wants to see the world like you do? What? Why not? Well, who cares really that much is her answer. But and I've had to fight a lot of obstacles to go. But what I want to say is, my mother told me that from the time I was a child, I they had to always go looking for me. I was always lost in the neighborhood. I was the only child that would get out of the gated yard, and they'd have to go find me. And I was forever going to sit on strangers' laps on buses as a four-year-old. So I could tell you that I know that that spirit was a spirit of a wanderer. And uh, wanderlust has been with me all my life. I mean, all my teens. And when I finally got a chance to break away, I was 48 years old. I was going to be married uh, that year, 25 years. And I wanted an opportunity for me to do something, and so I had I sought out uh, as, to become a volunteer for a program that Queen Mother of England used to sponsor since World War II, and I wanted to work with young adults, so um, she put me on this program, Prince Charles Venture Trust program, and I got to be in Scotland as Prince Charles introduced that program. I was actually entertained in St. James Palace, which is King James Palace, which is the home of the Queen Mother, who has now passed away at 102 years old. Yeah. But she was 90, and we shook hands, and she talked. And it wasn't just me. We were 17 others. We represented an organization. So the once I did that and saw that the world was not a scary place and I could be out in it and alone, and people weren't, you know, nobody was out there to harm me in my mind. Mm-hmm. Nothing to be fearful of. I just kept stepping out. So it's been 26 years of going around and I've reached the goal. 
I'm at 79 in Belize. Guatemala was 78. And uh, I'm on a quest to make 100. But it doesn't matter when, because I know God's going to allow me to do it. I just know. It's fantastic. fantastic. It is fantastic. Has it changed you? traveling so much (laughs) when you touch other cultures and you do it slowly you don't land on a plane and leave that country or you don't go into a five star hotel you stay in hostels you stay in three star hotels or however you do it I've done immersion programs in Costa Rica uh, lived with Spanish people uh, families Mm -hmm. and studied in an instituto and to learn the language. I've done that a couple of times. I've lived in Thailand. I've lived, I've just lived with the people when I can. I make not travel flying into a city or a country, seeing it and leaving it. A lot of my travel is by tour and, the, and that's, a, that's a choice. I'm a solo traveler, number one. Secondly, um, I feel I would rather have a taste of everything like a buffet, Mm -hmm. and I can go back for what I want. And I have done a few countries. I don't repeat a lot of countries intentionally, because to get to 100 takes some time. So how has it changed me? I feel, you know what, the only word I can tell you, I am worldly. I know I'm worldly. I meet men or other people, but men particularly, and will say to me, you're very different, you're worldly. And that's because, how could you not teach in Thailand near Cambodia, or live in Spanish homes, or be a volunteer, and and even though it was only Scotland, believe me, it took me three days to know what one word was, but that's neither here nor there. And that was like a step back in time. It was like going back to 1959, and yet I was already at 1990. And those people had not. Even when I take pictures, I look at them, and they're warm. It took me back in time. It reminded me of when America was like that. Yeah. So uh, it changes you because I'm, I have progressed. I'm smarter. I can't, anything I hear in the stock market, I can even relate to my travel because I see how the world intertwines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, much more curious. I feel I'm much more humanitarian because I, I, I mean, when you come over here, Belize is really, in all fairness, from what I see, quite poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been all over it, but it is quite poor but the other part of it is I look at all this building going on and I know I've listened to about hurricanes Mm -hmm. and now I've actually seen in my mind and feel for these people that they probably just rebuilt that house and a hurricane can come this season and it's gone again they got to start again. And and I just don't know how they survive it all. And so my heart, so it changed you because your heart opens up and you have a taste of them. They're part of you. You never leave a country without you having been, um, it's not just your soul. It's your, it's your mind. Your mind doesn't lose the memory. Yeah. yeah. Beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. 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 Thank you
Thank you. So, uh, my last question, what's your best travel story? <laughs> my best travel story? Well, how about asking me simply first, my best country? Perfect. My best country is Turkey. Turkey. And that was an amazing experience. When you say travel story, I mean, I have so many. Where do you begin? Right. And, I, and for example, before I get back to Turkey, I say to people, uh, well, let me give you an example. I was in Cuba. I had been there last June, and I was on that cruise ship that's designed just to go to Cuba. Unfortunately, one port was knocked off, so all I saw was Havana and Santiago. I felt to me there was a whole country between, and, and that's been a mystery country. So I made a decision to go with this professor that took quite a few people, not students, but um, lots of uh, staff from... Uh, colleges and universities and so forth. So I thought I was going to have a great experience. And what happened is um, I got there and it happened to be over the holidays with all the Europeans, all the Australians, all the Canadians, and now all the Americans. I couldn't get around. Mm. So I even bought a bus ticket, lost my money. I had a reservation. She canceled it. I couldn't get out of Havana. So I spent 11 days in Havana. And it was very frustrating to me because I didn't feel I lived amongst the uh, culture. And so where am I going with this? <laughs> it had to do with a reason Turkey? having to do with Turkey. Um, with, and there was a reason. And I'll probably come to me while I tie it in. But Turkey... I went on a delegation, so to speak, and it was uh, the Muslim, a, a Muslim organization wanted us from the uh, Center for Spirit and uh, Religion of Science and Mind, nothing to do with Scientology, and they wanted to see the parallels, and so it was very uh, spirituality oriented, and he guided us, he was a very high level guide, and I learned how beautiful the Muslim religion is in its purest form. Just like when I studied in college about communism, the thrust of all these religions have to do, or, or philosophies, have to do with really being good to one another, which is universal law. Yeah. And what I learned is we all destroyed it. So he showed me the traditions. I went into a mosque. And then Turkey, we, because we were spiritual, we had a guitar player with us. We went into the caves with the icons. That's where the Christians had to go into the caves and, and practice their religion and worship. And she played songs, and we went to St. Mary's home, and we went to where um, uh, Paul was beheaded, John was beheaded. And, I mean, it was just overwhelming. But Turkey has beauty, because I love topography, I love um, tradition, and of course I'm of Syrian descent, so Turkish people have a lot of that same ethnic foods. And, uh, not the same religion, because I was raised Catholic, uh, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. But 
So when you say experience, that experience really absorbed me. Yeah. Then other experiences like I go to a Chinese restaurant with a, and they have this whole mural on the wall, but it's all lit up behind. I'd say, I'm going to climb the Great Wall of China someday. I'm going to great, climb the Great Wall of China. Well, I did climb the Great Wall of China, but you can't walk it because it's like, what, 7,000 miles? And then taking um, a hot air balloon over the Valley of the Kings. How about sitting on the top of Machu Picchu when the cloud comes over you and you don't move because you go over? Or seeing Juanita, um, who was a child of seven years old, and they brought down uh, encased in ice. They had to do a whole expedition, and they found her. She was one of the sacrificial young girls. And to see her face and her hands still intact, because the ice, because she had been frozen, yeah. she, she hasn't uh, disintegrated. And yeah. so, where do you begin on experiences? Right. I mean, uh, those are all perfect. Oh, and I know where Cuba came in. Okay. See? Yeah. It circles so around. What happened, and I never, that's my whole life, it circles around. Um, because when I went, I tried so hard for 11 days, you don't know the work I put into, to go to Trinidad, Cienfuegos, all that area, and it didn't happen. As I said, I lost a ticket. Um, the woman that rented me a room, she canceled. And I had, to, I felt like I had sour lemons in my mouth. But then I stopped and I said, Sandra, what is the matter with you? The people that are going to Trinidad, that got to go, did they all take a hot air balloon over the Valley of the Kings? Have they climbed down a pyramid? You know, have they climbed under Turkey's... Um, Cappadocia and sworn how the Christians live for longs of times. You know, um, do they sit at the top of Machu Picchu? I had to actually stabilize myself by saying, get a, get a handle on yourself, son. You've done this, that, and the other. So you missed Trinidad? <laughs> and so when you say, um, but that's how it is. I want to see it all. And so when I miss one city, I, I get a little bit like annoyed, but I have to get a, a grip, and the grip is that I'm blessed that I have a spirit that wants, I have a will that can do, I have a connection with a higher energy, power, that grants me um, the ability and I'm doing it yeah. and I don't expect to stop beautiful thank you for sharing beautiful stories beautiful insights thank you for traveling so much <laughs> thank you for interviewing me I've never had this happen this is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to Sandra She's probably up to about 85, at least, by now. A very special thanks to Dana Boulay also for her music. And before we close, I want to encourage you to make a loan on kiva.org. It's a micro-lending website that connects your $25 with an entrepreneur in a place where capital is hard to find. And it's a way to engage with the world at large. I just made a loan to a restaurant group in Cusco, Peru, and in a week, I'm going to try to meet them in person. 
So that's kiva.org, K-I-V-A dot O-R-G. You can also join our Kiva team, the Observer Effect Kiva team, if you're so inclined. And you can also follow us on our Facebook page for more episodes or on iTunes. Just remember, there's nowhere you can be that isn't where you're meant to be, according to John Lennon, at least. Mm -hmm.